1: We are here on the Larry Crider Leadership Podcast and if you're listening closely you will notice that this is not Larry's voice. This is Josh Good and it is my privilege that today I will get to interview Larry on Hearing God's Voice and I serve as a youth director within WSA. and I get to work on staff with Larry, rub shoulders with Larry and so um, here I am And I'm really excited to dive into this topic with you, Larry. And I am glad you're here, man. Ask me questions. This is going to be fun. I love this dialogue. Well, Larry, hearing God's voice, this is, I mean, this is a a large topic. It is. Um, I mean, you've written books on this topic. You've walked with God for a, a lot, lot of years. years. I don't want <laughs> I to do the math. I count. I don't yeah. want to do the math. But, uh, Larry, why is this topic so significant?
0: Well, I'll tell you why it's important for every person, because, just one word from God will change your life forever. You know, for example, I remember I was in my late 20s. I was sitting in a Mennonite church building for a service on a Sunday morning. They had a Sunday school hour, the church hour. I'm just sitting there. And God speaks to me. And God said, Larry, I've called you to start something new. And I knew what it was. It was a new church because we're Uh, relating to all these young people that couldn't fit into churches. I knew that. But that word from God changed my life and really thousands of other people's lives forever. Just one word from God and being obedient to that word from God. And of course, today, for those around the world who are listening, uh, that one church was 25 people called Dove Christian Fellowship in those days, now Dove International, a family of over a thousand churches worldwide. But that happened because of that one word from God.
1: I... I so love hearing the testimonies of when God just drops one word in, yeah. and it changes the course of human history. And he does that, I mean, throughout Scripture and throughout history. Right. He looked back at church history. He does. And so this is going to be a really fun time diving into this. I mean, you wrote, you've you written a book called Hearing God 30 Different Ways. Yeah, let me tell you
0: how I wrote, why I wrote <laughs> yeah, that yeah, book. Yeah, why did you write well, that okay, book, Okay,
1: well, as I was traveling throughout many nations and
0: ministering in many different denominations, I began to realize different people in different... Back, scriptural or ra- rather uh different backgrounds they yeah. say re- religious backgrounds whatever they heard god differently some mm-hmm. say well, it's always through the bible and it is obviously some people say why well, had a dream god spoke through a dream and go to other churches that are very prophetic and god speaks prophetically and i began to realize that god speaks different ways at different times to His people and we often think it's just one way yeah and then we miss god we miss what god's really saying to us so i began to compile a list of the many ways that god speaks and i seen i've witnessed with friends throughout the world and came up with 30 ways and that's how the book hearing god 30 ways 30 different ways got started
1: yeah, I mean, this is a timeless book because hearing God is what, going to be significant for many generations to come. You wrote this book in 05. I did. And then you wrote a follow up <laughs> well, book I did. in 08. <laughs> well, here's what happened. I had another
0: publisher come to me and they said, you know, could you, are there more ways? You know, than, <laughs> are
1: there more ways? <laughs> you know,
0: you know or, or what else, yeah. you know, what's on your heart? I said, well, because it's three more years, I had more time to compile more ways God speaks. So I love both these books. And, uh, And so in that one, there's 50 ways, you know. It's called Speak, Lord, I'm Listening. So, I mean, this whole subject is so important to me, and I know it's to you and to really every believer in Jesus. We want to hear God's voice, because if we do, it'll change our lives and change
1: the lives of those around us forever. And I'm working with young people, and I'm thinking—this is what I've been telling my young people. We are living in such a loud culture, right? Like, there's so much noise between social media, the news, politics— you know, what our family thinks, I can't imagine, like, I mean, it took me 20 years to right. figure out I could hear God. Right. I've been listening to God now for seven, seven and a half years, right? Yeah. And I can't imagine now doing life without being able to hear God's voice right. above the noise, right? And that's right. that's actually the tagline I see here, how it to is. hear God's voice above the noise. That's speak, Lord, I'm listening in 08. So um, I think what can happen, though, and, and you've written so many of these ways down, what can happen for believers is we can start to get into our box of God right. only speaks That's right. in these three ways is to me. Right. And so I'm kind of excited this morning to press into the walls of our boxes that we sure. create and maybe talk about some sure. of these ways that you've written down that really stand out to you. We're not going to hit all 30 or we'd no, be here all day, <laughs> we would. but I would love to hear from you, Larry, about some of these. Sure. Um, maybe some of the obvious ones, sure. and then maybe I mean, dive into the some of the ones that yeah. we often... Forget about so. Right.
0: Would you just? I'd love to. Let me give you a scripture that yeah. really helped me with this whole yeah. process, and that uh, that is in Job thirty-three verse fourteen. Mm-hmm. God does speak now one way, now another, though man may not perceive it mm. so god's always speaking it's just that we're not always perceiving what he's saying yeah. and one of my favorite stories so in good. this in the bible uh is the story in luke chapter 24 when is after jesus had risen from the dead and these guys were on the road to a place called emmaus jesus walks up to them and says oh wait what's going on what are you talking about and then they they didn't know it was jesus yeah. i mean this is his disciples right. They didn't know it was jesus they walk with him three years and they said what well, have you heard about jesus of nazareth and he went to the cross and you know and you know he's raised from the dead and all these things and then jesus explains from old testament prophecies isaiah whoever all these things mm. about himself and they still didn't know it was jesus and see i look back on my life so many times jesus was speaking to me I just thought yeah. it. it was just somebody else or something else or just an impression or just, you know, you know, someone in my life's idea about what yeah. I should do or whatever. And so you know, they still not know Jesus. Yeah. They go to this little village, they invite him in for a meal. And the, Bible, and the Bible says, when he gave thanks, their eyes were opened. Mm. So so here here they were, hours with Jesus, didn't know it was Jesus, and they said, This is Jesus! He was speaking to us the whole time! This is crazy! And you know what's amazing about that? It says, When they gave thanks. There's something about giving Mm. thanks, Josh, that puts us, places us in a position where we can listen and hear the voice of God clearly.
1: That's a great insight from that story, and I love that. As soon as their eyes were open, Jesus yeah. disappeared. I know <laughs> right? exactly; he was right? gone. <laughs> he's just gone. But yeah, it's such a good. I mean, so many times, right, in my own life, you just you feel like you're going through life, you're doing the best you can, and and then you have this moment where you're just still, yeah, before God, and you're like, oh my word, He's always been here. That's he's right. been guiding me that's to right. exactly where I am. Exactly, and He's used all of these things that I've gone through, and He's yeah. He was there. Yeah. So wow, wow, yeah, this is that's a great runway for. Talking about yeah. all of these ways that God is probably already speaking to people. Yes, that we yeah. might not even They're be. Attributed. Probably he is speaking well, right on <laughs> hey, really, exactly. Really, he is, he is yeah. speaking through yeah. all, all of these ways, and yet we so many times attribute it to, uh, yeah. you know, our flesh or whatever. Right. But this is going to be so good. I think. Well, you asked me what are just some some
0: of the most common. Yeah. Let's, hear yeah. The most common. let's start with the first one we all know, but we gotta say it because it's so it's so important, so true. That's the scriptures. Yeah. I mean, it's the Bible. I mean, it's in the Word of God. It's true. And any way God speaks to us must line up with Scripture, must line up with what the Bible says uh, Says we read in the Word of God. You know, John six sixty three says, "...the Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, Jesus said, they are full of Spirit and they're full of life." And obviously, Second Timothy chapter three, all Scripture given by inspiration of God, we know that Scripture. So, if it lines up with the Scripture, we know it's God. I've had, I mean, I had this young Christian come to me one day, and he said, "Larry, God spoke to me." He's learning to hear God's voice, and then he said, and this <laughs> freaked me out. He said, um, "God spoke to me. I should kill myself." Oh no! Yeah, crazy. Yeah, oh, and they said, but then God spoke again. And he was just learning to hear the voice of God and said, no, don't do that. You know, well, how do you know that's not God? And they, God didn't speak that. Obviously, the, the mm. enemy because the devil comes to kill, steal, yeah. destroy. Jesus comes to give life. It's back with the word. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we're living by the word. I remember I was a young pastor, and a guy came to me one day. Never met him. He said, I've been married for a lot of years, you know, my wife and I, but we're not compatible. And when we don't, we pray mm. together, nothing happens. But there's another woman in the church. When I pray with her. Things really happen. You know where this is going. Oh boy! Yeah. And he said, "Now I'm looking for someone. I want to get divorced." And he said, "I want because I want to marry this guy." Will you marry us? I said, "Well, I couldn't begin to do that. Of course not, because of what the scripture says. The scripture is very true. That very clear. That would be obviously the divorce. Remarry right. in that setting would be sin. Yeah. Well, how do I know? The Bible says so. Mm. So so much. Any way God speaks, a dream or a vision, or prophetic word. You know, he he speaks to anything supernatural, whatever, it must always line up with the word of
1: God. Yeah. And this is such a significant point because the word of God is such an anchor for us as we go on this journey about hearing God's voice. Yeah. Um, Because it is a journey, right? It is a journey.
0: We're all learning, growing. There's times I thought I heard God and I didn't hear God, you know?
1: And it is a a journey, and God's with us on the journey. That's the thing we have to understand. But but I think putting this first and foremost, in front of your yourself to be that check that right. that weighing things like, like right. the things you hear the dreams you have the yes. prophetic inclinations weighing them against the yes. scripture such uh, a huge part of gotta, the journey
0: exactly and we got to remember god is a god of relationship so good. adam and eve walk with him in the garden yeah. so it's relationship it's having a relationship with god and my relationship with my wife you know we're married you know since 50 years well you know, I I get I hear her voice today in ways I never did 50 years ago or 55 years ago I met her or whenever. So why? Because it's a journey. You're right. We learn to hear the voice of God. Yeah. Now, I, I years ago, I heard a, a Bible teacher give this illustration. It really, really helped me. He said, listen to God. He said, it's a bit like being on the ocean and coming in toward a lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And he said, there's a certain place, I guess, somewhere in Scotland, England, somewhere. He said, where there's these three lighthouses had to line up. Mm -hmm. If they didn't line up, you'd hit the rocks. Mm -hmm. And he said, the three lighthouses to hearing the voice of God. I found this really intriguing. He said, number one, the scriptures, the word of God, we were talking about that. He said, "Number two is the peace of God, and we can talk more about that." Mm. He said, "And number three, then the circumstances must line up." Wow. He said, "When all three lighthouses line are lined up, looks like one lighthouse. He you 'You're going to be fine. You'll come right into the harbor.' But if you miss any of those three, wow. shipwreck." And I find that often happens. Yep. You know, the Bible says, Let the peace of God rule in your heart in Colossians three. Yeah. Okay. Let the peace of God rule in your heart, three fifteen. And that word rule means be an umpire. Yeah. So I found so many times, Josh, when I thought God may be speaking, but there's no peace, I just had to follow that. Mm-hmm. And when there was right. peace, I followed that. And obviously it had to line up with the scriptures. And then the third one obviously is the circumstances. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people have come to me Mm -hmm. when, especially you're a youth pastor. When I was a youth leader, we had so many people come to us and say, I'm called to marry this girl, or I'm called to marry this guy. (laughs) God spoke to me. And Uh, and, I tell them, (laughs) Unless the circumstances line up, as in as if they want to marry you, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So the circumstances need to line up. Man,
1: I love that lighthouse analogy. I feel like that's worth the podcast alone, right there. The, those three things lining up. Yeah. And if if those three things align, then you're in the clear. You know, exactly. go for it. Exactly. And there's a real confidence that can. I mean, like that's the beauty of hearing God's voice. When that confidence comes, like, wow, Lord, you spoke. It aligns with your word, yeah. and the circumstances are unfolding yeah. before me. Right my heart just starts to go crazy in those moments. Like, I mean, I'm just like, all right, we're game on. Let's go, Lord. Let me give you a great great example. (laughs) let's hear about it.
0: (laughs) I I had a friend come to me, a great friend, business friend. He was doing well in business one day. We were driving this old beat up car and we needed a car. And he had a beautiful car. And he said, I feel like I need to give you this car. Wow. He said, I want to give you my it was beautiful, and so I thought,, well, this has got to be God, of course, you know God's <laughs> got a provision, a <laughs> you know we know he provides for us, you know it's scriptural, it all works yeah. out that circumstances are working here because he wants to do it, yeah and so I go home and tell Laverne my wife and and uh, so we, said, let's pray about it and and I thought, yeah, we'll pray because God will say yes, and we prayed, and somehow the peace of God was missing. Mm. And I thought, what the world is going on here? I, this is a great opportunity. Why wouldn't I want this car? Why wouldn't God want bless us with it? But the peace of God wasn't there. Wow. So we had to say no. So I went back to my friend and I said, man, I said, thank you so much. You're such a blessing to us. But we still have peace about taking it right now. He said, no problem. No, that's fine. So one of my my fellow pastors uh, needed a car too. So, and so he, anyway, he gave, gave him the car. It was all great. Wow. So a couple months later, uh, we had a little Bible study group. And the leader of the Bible study group was another business guy. And he came to me one night after the Bible study was over, and he said, Larry, I felt impressed with the Lord. I should give you my customized van. I'm wondering how
1: bad was your vehicle right now, Larry? <laughs> so many people are wanting to get- <laughs> I get all watching
0: and like, this poor guy, he this needs guy's a lot really of really serving the Lord, but he needs a vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. It really was. So I, he said, I've got this customized van. He said, here's what happened. He said, we had the van, and we had a wreck. And the thing was all messed up. Took it to the garage, get it all fixed up. We needed a van in between, bought another van, but now we have the other one fixed up and I'd like to give it to you. Wow. So I learned the hard way we need to pray yeah. and listen to God. <laughs> so Laverne and I prayed and we had complete peace about it. And, and it was a great blessing for many years for our family. Wow. Now here's the deal. Had I taken the first one, yeah i would have not taken the real one that god had for us and your pastor friend probably wouldn't have got a van either exactly car, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> so anyway um, that's, that's just wild. an example that's a great example of how god gets me but see these three need to line up sometimes i ex- I explain it like this if it, if if it's clear with the word of god number one these mm-hmm. is back to the, the three you know the, those uh, uh, those three lighthouses number one and if it's clear inside inside the peace of god's there God speaks to you, still a small voice, however he does that. And it's clear on the outside, the door is open, other people affirm it. If those three come together,
1: often you can figure this is going to be the voice of God. That's good. I think, I mean, just drilling into that a little bit more, I mean, we've talked about it a good amount, but I mean, I just think that's a, a great analogy that can help guide people's course in life. And I think when I hear about that, the one lighthouse that I think is most often abandoned from my own experience. Right. Like uh, is the peace of God, right? I think you see the circumstances, you see how it kind of aligns with God's word, and you're like, yeah. Uh, and and then what you like, like giving the van. I mean, like, yeah. So many times in that moment, in my immaturity, I won't pray. Right. I'll just be like, okay, God, this is you. Thank and you, then, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Right. Oh, this is a great blessing. But but I think that maturity in in, in something I continue to aspire to grow in is to. Okay, this is an awesome circumstance. This aligns with God's word. Let's pray. Yeah, and then is the peace of God there? And I would say, for I mean, that, Alyssa and I have grown in that, and we had a significant circumstance in that area this year, and it was a hard thing. Right, where we prayed, and we and everything seemed to make sense and align with God's word, align with circumstances, but there was no peace. Right, and so we were just like, all right. We're saying you no, and we don't know why yet, but we're living. You will know. Yeah, will you will in. know. Yeah. I receive that. Yeah. That's good. So I just, I just think, yeah, that's that's very helpful.
0: You know, and a scripture that brings out the whole circumstance thing, for example, would be First Corinthians sixteen yeah. nine. A great door for effective work has opened to me. And there are many who oppose me, he said, but the door opened. He said, there's a door has opened for me. So he said, I can walk in because that part of the, these three areas lines up yeah. the will of God. You know, I love talking about the still small voice of God, too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Elijah, you know, was in, you know, he was in the cave and depressed and God spoke to him, not, not through some big major deal, not through a storm or, you know, fire, but through a still small voice. Yeah. And often he speaks to us, those impressions he gives us, you know, those still small voices he gives us. I have a friend in New Zealand, and she told me she was driving down the street one day, and she felt this this impression, just still small voice, said, Turn your car around, and go the other way. So she said, I did. Wow. And then she said, I said, turn right. And this is, this is wild. And she turned right, and then turned left, turned left. And she said, I was driving down the, my, my city. And to a part of the city I wasn't used to. And I I felt clearly the Holy Spirit said to me, Stop right here at this house. So I stopped at the house. And then the next impression she got was, Get out of the house, walk to the back of their garden. They call them gardens there. Walk back to the garden and just just obey me. So she said, I did. And I felt really crazy, really stupid. So I got there and the door opened in the back of the house. And a lady came out and said, What are you doing here? Private property, you know? What's she doing? And here's what she said She said, Well, I know this sounds really crazy to you, but I felt like God told me to come here. Mm. The lady turned white. She said just a few moments ago, she said, I was in my kitchen. I look up at the kitchen ceiling and I said, if there's a God in heaven, you send somebody here to tell me because I'm going to leave my family, leave my husband, leave my kids. And unless you send somebody, that's what I'm going to do. And so he simply heard the voice of God. I what? wish I wish I could always live like that every day. Oh, man. But that's what that's what That's obedience, it, too. So obedience is a still, small man. voice of God. Listen to that still, that's small true. voice. It happened for Elijah. Yeah. It can happen for us today, obviously. And it's it again one of the many, many, many ways he speaks to us.
1: Hey, I got a neat story with that as well. Um, every summer we do this camp called Evangelistic Missions Training. Yeah. About 100 teenagers come out. We're in the city of Redding, Pennsylvania. This year, we had these teams called Spirit-Led Teams, right. right? And and that was the second half of EMT where they're doing outreach. Yeah, And uh, the kids would be in in small groups, and they would pray in the morning and just l- listen for those small impressions, right, and and write the things down. And and here, w- some of the kids, a couple of them got the word turtle, right? Yeah. So just write the word turtle down. Sure. They got a bunch of other words, too. So they're going out into the city and just keeping their eyes open for these types of circumstances. and. And they're walking down the street and, and they're passing out brochures because we're doing a big um, event at the end of the week. Right? right. And so this is, they're passing these out and they meet this lady who's having car troubles, right. And they're, they don't know anything about right. fixing vehicles. Right. They're just kind of standing there with her. They prayed for the vehicle. Unfortunately, the vehicle did not start, but they're there, like, you know, just being there with her and she appreciates it. And then they look in the back of the car and in a box, there's a turtle in the back. Wow. And they're like, what the world? So they end up praying for this lady, inviting her to the event, and then they go on. They go on with the rest of their day. Well, then at the end of the week, she shows up to the gathering, and here she's there with a friend, and, and there, there we're have, there's a worship and evangelistic message. And this lady hears the gospel. It turns out that she was a believer and backslid. She rededicates her life to Jesus, wow. and then she goes and gets baptized. And so, just seeing like how this this one word, you know, just was such affirmation for the kids um, to go for it. And I mean, we just saw a lot of testimonies like that. To someone, that so the so still cool. small voice of God. I mean, so powerful. And I mean, so many times we simply just aren't spending that time listening. So right. I mean, maybe speak to that too in your own life. When you hear the still small voice of God, is that in your quiet place with the Lord? Is Good that question. just when you're driving? Is that any time? How does that how does that play out in your life? Well, life God life? is God, and I'm not, so he can speak, <laughs> he
0: can speak to me however he wants.
1: And the truth is, sometimes it's
0: during quiet time. Yeah. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's driving down the road. Sometimes it's mowing the lawn. Sometimes it's you know whatever we do. I have a friend who said God speaks to him probably most often in the shower. Yeah. You know. So really, I think the key is keeping our heart tuned toward God, mm. having a quiet time. Obviously, that's so important. Um, but expecting that God will speak to us. In any way he yeah. wants to, whenever he wants to. I think the key is that we live expectantly. That's good. And we want, we believe God will speak. We're expecting He'll speak, and we're listening. And we're not just, uh, you know, it's running something off. Thinking, well, that's just me because that can that can so easily happen. Right. I guess also important to journal. You know, uh, I do that in my in my iPhone today. And many times in, in the past, I would just have a paper journal. I'd write things down, and I do it both ways. I do it on my computer also. Uh, but I remember one time I was praying, and, and the Lord said. I'm going to, it just felt a strong impression. He said, I'm going to send a man from Japan to help you. Man from Japan. <laughs> wow. And I thought, okay, man from Japan. How would that happen? I know nobody from Japan, you know. <laughs> so I write this down. Every day I'm praying, Lord, man from Japan. You know, send the man from Japan. Sounds crazy. And some years later, maybe five, six, seven years later, I was in Colorado and I was having breakfast with a friend who, which was, from Japanese descent his father grew up in Japan. Wow. And uh, I mentioned this, this, I've been praying for a man from Japan. He looks at me, he stands up at the breakfast table, he says, I am the man from Japan. I said, what do you mean? (laughs) He said, God's been speaking to me, I wanna help you. And so he flew here at his own expense Brought you know one of his key guys with him. They do consultation for all kind of business oh, and ministries. Yeah, I came here. I mean, I had I'd written a couple of books and i worked with some some uh, you know we basically had our own publishing company. And he said he he was here and he said, are you writing books for major publishers? I said no. He said, why not? I said, I don't know how to do that. You know? He said, well, just give me a minute. Gets on the phone, calls a major publisher, a friend is. He said, I'm serious. He's the man from Japan. And wow. through that, you know, got book contracts with some major publishers. But it all happened because of the man from Japan. And I'm so glad right. I didn't forget that. I just kept saying, Lord, wherever he is, send oh. the man from Japan. Yeah. So that's why it's important when God does speak to us about things, we write it down so we write don't it forget down. it in, in the whole process.
1: Hold on to those things. exactly. Wow. That's an awesome story. The Man from Japan. That sounds like it could be a good book title itself, Larry. That could be your next Hearing God's Voice book. I don't know. <laughs> talk, talk to us some more about maybe some of the um, more... Uh, I don't think the word is obscure, but the ones that we forget about. Okay. Uh, the, the Hearing God's Voice. I love to. How talk.
0: about common sense wisdom? The Bible says, wow. Proverbs 16, 21, a wise man is known by his common sense. I think often... You know, we say, Lord, I'm just praying, should I buy this when mm. we know it's going to put us in debt or know it's going to run up our credit card? <laughs> Sometimes God just speaks through common sense. Fair. You see what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's lots of examples of that in our lives. I mean, God speaks through conviction. I remember the night when I was 18 years of age and my girlfriend said to me, Larry, if you are to die tonight, are you sure you'd go to heaven? And I said, no, nobody knows. She said, I do. And the Holy Spirit spoke so powerfully through that encounter. That's the night later on when I was alone with God. I gave my life totally mm. to Jesus. And the rest is history for me. Jesus became the Lord of my life that yeah. night. But God spoke through her. And often God will speak through conviction. He'll speak through other people. We think, well, that's just my pastor. And that's just, you know, yeah. if you're young, my parents, you know, or that's just my business partner. In some cases, it could be God. We need to really listen closely and just ask him about that. So, yeah. I mean, he speaks to natural things. I love to go to the mountains because go to the mountains, I, I hear the voice of God. I mean, I'm yeah. born later today. I'm gonna, you know, I do that mm-hmm. uh, on a regular basis because I want to hear the voice of God. I love to go to the ocean yeah. because, man, when the waves come in, I sense the presence of, uh, yeah. of God, Josh. Yeah, just the way God God works with me. So, I mean, obviously, he speaks through prophecy, speaks yeah. to the supernatural, all that. Uh, so many ways we could we could delve into. But I find often it's the practical things that we often miss—the things we think it's just us. You know, it's the still small voice. Listen to God speaking inside yeah. of us. Uh, it's the do, do doors open. I'm saying, God, you have to open the door. If you don't open the door, it's not going to happen. It's okay with me. You're God. I'm not, as I said before, and doesn't line up yeah. with Scripture. I mean, those are those are the big ones. And I would say this one yet. I know there's just so many here. We don't have time. We can only touch on a few, but. God speaks to the way He made us. Mm. God wired you, Josh, in a certain way. He wired me in a certain way. And, you know, it's funny, somebody, people come up to me over the years and they would say something like this. They say, "Um, I think I'm called to be a worship leader. But the problem, Josh, is they can't sing. They can't carry a tune in a bucket, as we say. So, no, they're not co- God didn't wire them that way. Right. We have these microphones in front of us. These microphones are here to transmit sound. Right. Okay, that's why that's how they're, they're wired. We were sitting at a table. The table's here just so, you know, we've, we've got we we've lay some notes down here, some books down here or whatever on the table. There's a purpose for the table and a purpose yeah. for the microphone. God wires each of us differently. Yeah. And so he's wired you one way, me another way. And sometimes he speaks through the ways that he wired us, and that's right. a good
1: thing. right. So, anyway. I'm going to push... I completely agree, but I I want to present the other side as well. Please do. Please do. Because I know that you've experienced this, and I've experienced this in my life too, that so many times God speaks to us in a way where we feel like we aren't capable as well. Because, and so like that that calling thing, I mean, you think about David, think about Moses, think about the men of the, the Bible. How do I know I'm not crazy versus... This is God, you know? That's great, and that's great a, cause question. Because that, I do exactly what you said about the common sense wisdom. Yeah. Um, well, that's going to put me into debt. I probably shouldn't go purchase that. But there's some other things that are a little more gray, right? Right. Like, God, this doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, right. Or this doesn't really totally align with my right. gifting, but right. I feel really strongly you calling me to this. How okay great question could you speak to that i'd love to because <laughs> i think there's a lot of people my age and younger that are oh, like kind sure. of in that boat like oh this feels really sure big. yeah
0: that's why we need people in our lives we can trust mm. and we can bounce things off of them and the bible says it like this there's safety in a multitude of counselors yeah so that's why we need people in our lives to help us with those kinds of decisions i'll give you a great example of my own life i grew up on the family farm the only son uh, my father was convinced i would take over the farm it would have been very lucrative it would have been a great thing to do but when jesus changed my life and i became a missionary and with my wife laverne and then came back to lancaster and got involved in youth ministry while i was in a farm mm-hmm. partnership with dad began to realize that God was calling me to something else, more of a ministry thing, which I never grew up. I mean, if you'd have told me I was going to be a pastor someday when I was young, or was even your age, I'd say, you are crazy. I want to be a believer. I love Jesus. I want to lead people to Christ. But I, I be don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be a pastor. Yeah. But, you know, it, so my father thought I would take over the family farm. My dad was amazing. He has affirmed me in whatever I was called to do, but he thought that would happen. Well, that made the most sense. That would have been right. common sense. Right. That would have taken care of my family. But God calls us to step out of the boat, man, <laughs> yeah. in the water, and just, you know, they took a couple of offerings for us to try to make it work for us financially. And, you know, we we were on this road seeing God build his church through us and a group of young people, and that's what God did. So it was different than really would have made sense. Right. But we had affirmation from strong right. spiritual leaders in our lives. Right. That's what made the difference for us. Yep. So it doesn't always make sense. You're right. Right. And there's times, it's, I mean, I thought, I mean, I, I remember I was uh, in grade school and I had, had to write down, what's your future going to be? What are you going to do in the future? I was convinced I'd be a pig farmer. I thought <laughs> I'd be the greatest thing in the world. Well, I'm not a pig farmer. In fact, I think there's a lot of demons and pigs. You know, Jesus gets <laughs> into the pigs. I think they're still there. <laughs> That's a whole nother story, you know. But I, I look back at my life now at almost 71. I look back and say, oh, thank you, Jesus for leading by your spirit. Thank you for placing people in our lives at the right time. Thank you for opening doors and closing doors. God closed so many doors, it would have messed me up. I'm so
1: grateful to God that he leads us by his spirit. Yeah, I I love hearing the journey of it all. I mean, I think that really moves me about your story, about just anybody who talks about how God has... People who genuinely listen yeah. to God's leading in right, their life—it right. is so moving to just hear how that story unfolds in yeah. each person's life—and and I just wanted—that's why I wanted to to press into that a little bit because, just in my own experience, I never wanted to be a pastor. Right? It doesn't make any common sense to me, <laughs> but but um, and yet you know you 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 follow the voice of the Lord and He unfolds it. So, um, would you? Would you speak a little bit to practicing His presence because that's yeah. that's a that's a, a book I'll written. I mean that that's brother that, Lawrence that, wrote that book. Yeah, brother Lawrence wrote that book. Yeah. It's a common saying now. Um, the practice of the presence yeah. of God. That's yeah, a significant. But I would thing. simply say
0: I, I've learned. I walk through a lot of airports and I practice the presence of God. Mm-hmm. I'm walking through airports just praying in the Holy Spirit saying, bless this person over wow. here. Well, God, what God will you do in that person's life over there? Practice the presence of God is realizing we need quiet time every day. Obviously. Uh, but but brother Lawrence may, brought to reality, brought to gave the revelation yeah. that he says I, I can cook in the kitchen, I can flip my egg in a pan, and do it for the you know the glory yeah. of God. Yeah. And he realized God's presence is with us everywhere. Pray without ceasing. Well, just walking with yep. Jesus, it's relationship walking with Him. That's what that whole deal is yeah. all about. Yeah. And you know, there's two more things. I know we're soon got to close this thing, but there's two more things I really want to share share yet. And that is the importance of understanding partial revelation. Mm. We don't get it all, Josh. We might get a little piece of it. If two or three gather in his name, he's in the midst of us, and together we have it. That's why the best decisions are not decisions made by one person because God gives some revelation to one person, some to another person. And if we think that, you know, we know in part, we prophesy in part, the Bible says, and, you know, we get partial revelation. We don't get it all. I think that makes us, it forces us to connect with others, yeah. so we can really hear the full counsel of God in that thing. Yeah. So, And the, the other thing I want to share, and you can ask any other questions, we have a few minutes yet, is God does speak sometimes through His silence. Mm. That's a tough one. I find that really, really hard. You know, There's times when I, I've gone to the mountains to pray and say, God, where are you? I mean, everything I thought you are going to do is working out differently than I thought. You know, Times when I wanted to quit, and He speaks through His silence. But I've learned now for all these years that... During times of silence, that's when our roots go down deeper into God than ever before, and deeper into His Word than ever before. Mm. I remember times, you know, just taking Scripture, walking back and forth in a cabin in the mountains, just declaring His Word over me that, you know, that He's begun the good work, and He'll He'll bring it to completion, not only me, but over those I love. And there's just something about realizing there are times God is silent, Mm. and He's still speaking we may not be hearing it at the moment but right. he still speak and that's why we need his word so much we can yeah. declare his word over our
1: lives yeah yeah i, I think I, maybe it was you or maybe it was ron who said this but but often that he says oftentimes during a test the teacher is silent is that yeah. something that you've said i did not but okay. i agree with that yeah and very true i mean it doesn't make it any easier no but um it's a it's a quote i've returned to a few times where i'm like man lord i'm just not yeah. hearing you in this sure in this in this and, moment and, and i'd
0: say for anyone today listening to this podcast saying man i'm just trying to hear the yeah. voice of god it's, it's been hard uh i just want to say continue the journey God is with you. He's begun the good work in you. He'll bring it to completion to the day of Jesus Christ's return. He will do that. He's a good God. He loves you. You're on His team, Uh, and we must understand. It's almost like riding a bicycle. I don't know anybody just gets on a bicycle and rides. Most people fall off a few times. Mm -hmm. I remember when all of our four kids learned to walk. You know, and they'd stumble and they're trying to walk and they'd fall on the carpet. We didn't say, "What's wrong with you?" No, not at all. God doesn't do that. See. Our child is walking and God looks at us and says, they're learning to hear my voice. It's good. So we get up and we do it again and we do it again until we we can get it right. And, you know, in this side of eternity, we're
1: never going to get it 100%. But there's such a blessing and a joy of walking with Jesus. Yeah, that's good. We're in the midst of this. that hits home because my daughter is just learning how to walk Uh in the past two weeks and uh, it's such a joy it is to watch her taking her first steps yeah. and bobbling around and falling over and she bumped her lip yesterday but it's it, that that's the grace that we have to enter into into hearing God's voice as right. well um and could you speak to i have like maybe two different types of people in mind that that I think we could really that that, that you could really minister to this morning the person who would say larry i've been trying to follow the lord There were times where I felt like I could hear God, but I just, I can't, I'm not able to hear Him, or I'm not sure, I'm totally uncertain. Could you speak to that person sure this sure. morning and I'd be, I'd be minister to them i'd say first of
0: all if that's you i've been trying to hear the voice of god i feel like I'm, I'm stumbling uh ask god to bring one or two three people into your life who can you can stand together with and you can pray together with there's power in agreement so you want to make sure that that is happening in your life first of all secondly read stories or talk to hear testimonies of people who walked this this walk before and i read so many many books and stories of believers in Christ, people like John Wesley who founded the Methodist Church and these other men and women of God who went through the same kind of struggles, mm. but they persevered. And wow. that just builds faith in our hearts because without faith it's impossible to please God. Yeah. And so I th- I think that has been a made a huge difference to me and then number three just recognize that this is just all part of the journey mm. we're on this journey of learning to walk with God we don't always get it right I've made so many mistakes I've messed up so many times but God's always there not only to forgive but to give us hope and give us strength to go on this journey again and say yeah. okay we're gonna, we're gonna walk together you know, I, you know I said earlier I'm married 50 years almost yeah. 50 years and, you know, today, Laverne and I, we can walk together and almost know what one another's thinking. But that wasn't that way our first 10 years of marriage. We had to learn how to do that. And we're still learning. The longer we walk with God, the more we can appreciate the journey. Yeah. Even when he's silent, we know he's silent mm. for a reason. And It's just a matter of time, and we're, our roots will go deep into God, yeah. and so we can help other people. Yeah. If we didn't have any problems, we wouldn't understand other people. <laughs> Josh, let's get it, let's get it clear. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's so much significance that that just comes from building history with God, yeah, and it does. You have yeah. the benefit in that way of just having that history with God, and I think so many times that history is actually what gives us the inertia through the hard that seasons, the momentum. Um, the second person I'd love you to speak to is the skeptic, sure, and and not even necessarily this the the. the the agnostic or the atheist, right. but I think a lot of believers are subconsciously skeptical that they can hear God, right. and and so um, this might be totally new thought to some people sure. listening. Or I've heard teachings on hearing God's voice, but He doesn't speak to me. He only right. speaks to pastors, or He only speaks right. to which is you so know. crazy. So yeah. so just yeah, could you just speak to to that listener?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, if you feel like that fits you, you're a skeptic, you have to know you have a lot of company. I've been that way many times in my own life. Yeah. And Josh, you have too. Yeah. And we've all been there. And there's seasons we can go through. You can be walking with God for 40 years and go through a, a rough season, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Uh, and that's why we need camaraderie with other believers as I mentioned before. And that, that's why there's times we simply in raw faith say, Lord, I don't get it. I don't understand what's going on in my life, but I'm believing you. I'm believing your word is true because when you look at the, what's the other what's the other option the other right. option is not to walk in faith at all and we know what that takes it's nowhere <laughs> yeah.
1: destruction to yeah. destruction exactly
0: yeah. so that's why if we understand you might you know i got a bunch of favorite verses but one of my favorite verses john ten ten, jesus comes we might have a life yeah and remember it's about walking with him and and that's why his word is important and people say well i don't understand a lot of the bible i don't either that's okay but if we understood it all we'd be god you know god yeah. <laughs> the one who wrote it. Uh, so if, you, if you're a skeptic, I want you to know it's okay. Uh, God loves you. He's meeting you right where you are at. Yeah. He's not putting some pressure on you. He wants to walk with you so we can practice the presence of God in our yeah.
1: lives. And I have one more, if that's okay. I All thought right. of it while you are sharing Let's this last, last one. one we'll the close. person who is in the midst of a very difficult, big decision in yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and I, this is where I wanted to kind of just get practical. Larry, if that's you, yeah. and I mean you've faced yeah. many difficult, big right. decisions in your life, Could you just share practically what your process would be in that so that, um, yeah, just I think it's helpful to hear from from your journey. Sure, I'd love to. Yeah.
0: Uh, First thing is I need to know personally before God, what is God saying to me? At least get there as much as I can, so I'm seeking God myself personally.
1: Secondly, I'll Are you keep... writing that down, or, like, what is that... So be, are you taking intentional, like, are you fasting for a week, you know, or... Sure. I mean, it I know it's It depends on what it is. It's I've done all kinds right.
0: of fasts, and if there's sometimes I can't get a breakthrough, I find fasting is the only way to get the breakthrough. Mm. So there are times, I don't think you need to fast on every decision at right. all, but there's times if you need breakthrough, and that's what we do. We, we simply fast. And if it's something big, obviously I do write it down, but then, obviously... I share with my wife, Laverne, and we're praying together. Mm. Honestly, if she's not in agreement, we're not, I'm not going to go there. Because God calls us one to walk together. Very helpful. So that's really helpful to me and, and has been over the years. And then other people in my life that this would affect are other people in my life who are counselors. I have people who are w- a lot wiser than I am. I go to and say, I need help. Pray with me. Give me insight. What do you sense God saying about this? I was just in a meeting just in the last week where I wasn't sure I should go a certain direction. And my mentors and others in my life all said, Yes, you need to go that direction. I said, Okay, <laughs> by the grace of God, we'll do it. Yeah. You know, because I would trust what God's speaking through them because mm-hmm. we all hear in part and prophesy in part. Yeah. Um, so I, I would go, go that route. Uh, there's times, like I mentioned today, I'm getting to the mountains to pray. And, I, you know, I do that in this season of my life. I do that every month to get to the mountains to pray, yeah. take a day to pray, I go overnight to pray. And I do that so I can really get time alone. I'm going to listen yeah. to all the other stuff going on right. in relation to what's God's saying. Yep. So uh, there's a few things that I do yep. that have made all the difference for me.
1: Yep. And I, I ask that because it's so helpful to hear process. And I don't think that—I think God— creates us each uniquely. Right. And so we don't all need to be Larry exactly. Kreider and exactly. his process, but exactly. so helpful to just hear the practical of like, I'm I'm facing a huge decision. Yeah, I don't know how to go about it. Yeah. And to hear from someone who's right. well, a seasoned get, leader. I would so. say
0: get counsel from people you trust. That yeah. really is important in the process. You pray, but get counsel from people you trust. So
1: Larry, we're kind of at the end of our time. Do you have any final words to share with the audience?
0: I, just would, I would simply say this, and that God wants to speak to us more than we recognize Mm -hmm. we realize god wants to speak and often we make it harder than it really is i think uh i'm not saying it's not hard sometimes it's been very hard for me sometimes but often you know i love the scripture in psalm 23 where his rod and staff comfort us and i've told people all over the world it's harder to get out of god's will than you think if you love jesus his rod and sand, his staff, he just kind of push us back in line. Yeah, he, And they comfort us. Isn't it that they yeah. beat us up yeah. just to get us back in line? So I think it's harder to get out of his will than we think if our hearts are truly after Jesus. It's mm. all about Jesus. And it's all about him speaking through us and in us. Yeah, and so That's so good. So, Glenn, Josh, thank you for asking yeah. these great questions today. It's been yeah. fun.
1: If people want to grab these books, uh, Speak, Lord, I'm Listening and Hearing God 30 Different Ways. Where could they snag those? Yeah, well,
0: obviously, any place you buy books, Amazon, wherever. On the show notes today, you'll see lots of notes and uh, things we talked about, including these books here, Hearing God 30 Ways and Speak Lord, I'm Listening. Speak Lord, I'm Listening basically has the 30 ways that are in the first book, plus a bunch more.
1: (laughs) So they they should go with that one, uh, or if they're
0: going to buy one? (laughs) Either one. I personally really like Hearing God 30 different ways. It's real simplistic. Fair. But either one will work. and you can check out the show notes. And we are so glad you joined us yeah. today. And Josh, thank you for being here. And Such a I joy. I, I feel
1: like I got it. I got a ton out of this. <laughs> I, I mean, that lighthouse analogy is going to stick that with me. That helped me. When I was your age, That's I learned so that. that really helped me. Thanks really for happy. having me, Larry. It was a joy to interview you. Steve.
0: Well, it was a joy to have you. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And lots more coming. Yeah. Larry Crider Leadership Podcast, interviewing people from many parts of the world, learning these simple little things that can really make a massive difference in our lives. Lives and the lives of others whom we lead and we serve. God bless you. Have an amazing day in the Lord. Thank you for listening to Larry Kreider's Leadership Podcast. If you want more information about any of Larry's books, daily devotionals, small group resources, or any other teachings, go to LarryKreider.com.